Well, here's the secret sauce. Here's the answer. Don't go competing where all the Goliaths are already competing. Let's get ready to scale. guys, welcome to yet another episode of Ready to Scale. I'm Jeanette Robinson, your host. I'm also Director of Investor Relations with Blue Lake Capital. Joining me today is Jay Connor. Jay is the president of the Private Money Authority. He's also the host of Raising Private Money with Jay Connor podcast. He has personally rehabbed over 450 single family homes, completing up to $52 million in real estate transactions. He has a Bachelor's of Science in Business and Marketing from Wake Forest University, and he is coming to us live from Moorhead City, North Carolina. Jay, welcome Hello to the there. show. Hello there, Jeanette. Thank you so much for inviting me to come along and join the party. I'm so excited to be here to discuss with you and talk about my favorite to uh, topic that I'm most passionate about, and that's private money. Well, it's a perfect time to be talking about it because, you know, the economy is tight, you know, interest rates are through the roof, mortgage rates are through the roof, you know, there's a lot of uh, turbulence in the economy right now. So I'm sure a lot of people are really interested to hear all about this. Now, before we jump in, though, um, you know, I was kind of looking through your LinkedIn profile and I saw that uh, you fell into this out of absolute dire desperation, it appears. So tell us, what is that story? Absolutely. Well, my wife, Carol Joy, and I, we've been investing in single family houses primarily. I've done other projects. We've done shopping centers from the ground up, but primarily our focus for ever since 2003 has been investing in single family houses here in Eastern North Carolina, primarily just two counties. We're in a really, really small market. My total target market's only 40,000 people and we do about three houses a month. But the good news is today our average profits are $78,000. I don't say that to brag about what we've got going on. The point is, even in today's market, as tight as inventory is, you can make a lot of money in a very, very small market if you know how to find the deals and if you've got the funding. Well, how in the world did I sort of back into this world of private money and private lending? Well, the very first six years that we were investing in single family houses, that being from 2003 to 2009, I relied on the local bank. I didn't even know anything about hard money, much less private money. I'd never heard of self-directed IRAs. I thought you just had to go to your local banker that you had your relationship with to get your deals funded. Well, that worked fantastic for the first six years. Now, believe it or not, Jeanette, here in Eastern North Carolina, we actually still have these handsets with cords attached to them, if you can believe. But anyway, I was sitting here at my desk in January, 2009, and I called up my banker. His name was Steve. I had had this type of conversation with Steve many, many times. And I told him about two houses that I had under contract to purchase. And I'd put earnest money down. I mean, all that was, you know, hard deposit, couldn't get it back then. And anyway, I learned like that in a very, very short period of time that my line of credit had been shut down with no notice. And I said, what in the world do you mean, Steve, that my line of credit is gone? He says, Jay, don't you know there's a global financial crisis 
going on right now. I said, no, but now I got a financial crisis going on because I got these two houses under contract representing over a hundred thousand dollars in profit. And now there's no way to fund these deals. Well, my definition of coincidence is God's way of staying anonymous. I sat here for a moment and I thought to myself, who can help me with my problem? And by the way, those people that say problems are nothing but opportunities, I want to throw up. I didn't have an opportunity. I had a problem. So I asked myself, who can help me with my problem? I thought of my good friend, Jeff, who lived in Greensboro, North Carolina at the time. He was investing in real estate. I called him up and told me my problem. He said, welcome to the club. I said, what club? He said, the club of losing your line of credit at the bank. They just shut me down last week. I said, well, how are you going to fund your deals, Jeff? He says, well, have you heard of private money? I said, no. He says, have you heard of self-directed IRAs? I said, no, but I knew he'd tell me something. Well, I studied, Jeanette, what private money was and how to raise and find money from just individuals, not institutional lenders, but just, inst just individuals. So you know what I did? I put on my teacher hat. My private money teacher hat is what I put on. And I, start, I put my program together. And so, you know, traditionally, when you borrow money, you go to the bank, you get on your hands and knees, and you look at Miss Banker, and you say, please fund my deal. Please fund my deal. And so in this world now of what I switched over to in 2009, I haven't asked anybody for money since 2009. I put on my teacher hat, and I started teaching people, individuals, what my private lending program was. So okay, I said, so I, I, I have to ask, I'm very confused now, Jay. So you're not syndicating and you're not talking about going and raising money from a number of investors and pooling the funds together. You're talking about just going out and borrowing money from one private person or one private group. Am I following? One private person or maybe two for a house. And for only a, for single family. For single family. That's right. And so what I did is I started teaching people my program that I'd put together. What interest rate am I going to pay? How are they protected? How can you get, how can they get their money back? What happens if I lose my mind and go to the Caribbean um, and, and all that. And so I taught my program. And so I did, you know, Jeanette, it's interesting. I had even, I haven't even pitched a deal since 2009. They said, well, Jay, how do you have 47 individual private lenders funding your deals and you never pitched a deal? Well, it's real simple. First, I teach the program. They let me know if they're excited about the program, which they are, how they can get high rates of return safely and securely. And then they tell me how much they got or it's retirement funds, which by the way, establishing a relationship with a self-directed IRA company is very important. You see out of my 47 private lenders, none of them had ever heard of private money. None of them had ever heard of self-directed IRAs. Well, over half of them are using their retirement funds to fund their deals. So I had to introduce them to the self-directed IRA company so they could move their funds over and, and invest. And so over half of them are using those funds. So then when I have a deal for them to fund, I don't even call them up and ask them if they want to do it. Of course they want to do it. They've moved their money over to the self-directed IRA company and they're waiting for my phone call. I'm not going to tell them to fund a deal that doesn't match the criteria of the program. 
i.e. max 75% of the after repaired value, et cetera. And so they're waiting for the good news phone call. That's what it is. I'm telling them I've got great news. I can put your money to work. By the way, I do want to say this as an aside and very, very important to your listeners and to your audience, Jeanette. And that is, I want everybody to know some of my best friends in the world are hard money. I say they use my methods to raise money for their funds. Imagine that. But anyway, I say establish as many relationships as you can with funding sources in addition to private lenders, because, you know, you might call up that private lender that had $300,000 30 days ago, and somehow today it's disappeared and it's not there. So have all those relationships in place that you can. Interesting. Well, I definitely agree that having a, a diverse and strong network is very, very important. Um, break it down for me pretty simply. Can you give me an example of how this deal would be structured? Let's say uh, I have a house and I want to borrow money from you so that I can go and close on this deal. Well, you wouldn't be borrowing money from me because I don't lend, right? <laughs> I borrow. So you would be borrowing money from one of your private lenders if you're doing business like me and from that private lender that you have taught the program. So what does it look like? Well, the interest rate that we're paying today to our private lenders is 8%, no points, no origination fees, no extension fees, a straight 8%. And they say, Jay, how in the world are you still paying 8% at today's crazy rates? Well, you know, right down here at the street at uh, one of the banks, um, that bank right now is offering 4.5% on a seven month CD. So 8% is still pretty attractive, you know, uh, you know, when you contrast it to the uh, certificate of deposit. So we pay 8% to the individual private lenders. Um, all the notes are backed by the real estate that we are investing in. The maximum loan to value is 75% of the after repaired value. The length of the note is typically two years. However, most of the time we don't use the money for two years. Uh, some of the houses we do sell on rent to own and actually force the buyers into credit repair and help them get ready for a mortgage. Um, and so, I mean, it's a 20 point program, but that's, that's the nuts and the bolts of it as far as loan to value, the interest rate that we're paying. Interesting. Okay. So this is actually a fix and flip model primarily. Yes. Yes. So because in this market, most of them, we are fixing and flipping. Um, you know, there's nothing in the multiple listing service as of today, when you and I are visiting Jeanette, I mean, it's like, there's no inventory. So of course, how do we find the deals? They're all off market. And so we use Google ads, we use Facebook campaigns, we have direct mail, we have outbound cold calling and texting. So we use all kinds of methods on finding these individuals that might be motivated to sell as a for sale by owner. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. What I'm curious about now too, is how do you qualify who to borrow from or essentially, you know, how, how do you qualify, you know, who to lend to? Um, you know, that's, that's one of the things that I'm thinking about too, is, you know, obviously you have to underwrite these deals this is not credit based. Uh, so what, what are the risks in all of this? Yeah. So first of all, if you are a private lender um, and you're loaning money out, for goodness sakes, 
you're making the primary decision on the operator. Does, mm -hmm. does the operator, the person that's in charge of the deal know what they're doing? Right. Um, secondly, I will flip the coin and I'll speak to you borrowers. So real estate investor, when you're borrowing, don't ever, ever get caught up in the scam of individuals out there posting on Facebook and, and Craigslist and everywhere else talking about loaning you money at 5% and no points. If something sounds too good to be true, it's too good to be true. And here's the big red flag. If you're going to borrow the big red flag is if somebody you don't know out there on social media or whatever is telling you to send money up front for some kind of, you know, funding fee or application fee or whatever it is, you know, it's a scam. You don't ever send a lender money except maybe for an appraisal. You don't ever send money to a lender. I mean, until after the deal is closed. So anyway, that like I, I've heard horror stories, Jeanette. So since that came to mind, I thought I better share that word of warning to all you borrowers. Very good. I appreciate the advice and I'm sure the listeners do too. It is unfortunate. I, I knew that there can be a lot of dangerous scams out there. Uh, when people are getting creative about how to finance things beyond, you know, the traditional means. Um, so interesting. So next, what I'd like to talk about is, you know, what I'm going to call David and Goliath. And it's going to be the challenge with the supply chain competing against institutionals that are scooping up residential properties left and right in huge portfolios. But before we do, let's have a word from our sponsor. Ready to Scale is brought to you by Blue Lake Capital, where we hunt down the best multifamily investment opportunities that we can find and invite investors to join in with us. We target Class B value-add multifamily properties across the Sunbelt. Our CEO, Ellie Perlman, invests a substantial amount of capital into every deal. This means our interests are aligned with yours. If you're an accredited investor looking to expand your portfolio and diversify sponsors, be sure to visit us at bluelake-capital.com. Blue Lake Capital, be bold, be extraordinary, and keep moving forward. All right, Jay, let's talk about David versus Goliath. So, you know, uh, we've all seen it in the news. Uh, institutionals, we won't name them, but, you know, there's some that everybody knows, uh, you know, right at the top of the, the top of mind uh, are going and buying up huge residential, you know, uh, portfolios, making it really difficult uh, for the average Joe to be able to get a uh, primary residence, let alone some second or third, you know, homes for them to flip. So I know you touched on it earlier and kind of talked about, you know, you're finding all of your deals off market, but, you know, from your perspective, how do you feel like someone in your position who has an entire business model created off of these single family homes can even begin to continue to compete with these, you know, huge Goliaths? Well, here's the secret sauce. Here's the answer. Don't go competing where all the Goliaths are already competing. So my advice, and one reason that I think that we've been so blessed and continue to be so blessed is because we're not in a major market where there's a thousand 
plus other investors out there trying to scoop up and trying to fight for the same deals. So like here in my small market of only 40,000 people, are there other real estate investors here? Of course there are, but are there other consistent real estate investors that are consistently everyday marketing, looking to serve, looking to make a difference, looking to provide solutions to owners of houses that may be in distress, either personally or their property is or both. And so I don't have the competition here as you would in major markets. So if you live in a major market or, you know, a significant size city, then my recommendation is go outside to the suburbs, go out to the outlying areas where you just don't have all that competition that you do right there in the heart of a city. Very good advice. That's definitely true. How do you feel about the fact that essentially, you know, what these institutionals are doing is, is trying to basically single-handedly create basically a nation of renters and leaving people in positions like that? Um, you know, do you see, do you see that to be somewhat beneficial for your own, you know, kind of business or do you see that to be, you know, a threat? You know, it really, it really doesn't bother me, Jeanette. Um, the way that I market, I mean, I know, uh, how the large institutional buyers are marketing, um, primarily it's television and you'll see, and you'll see some social media. That's pretty much their primary, you know, focus. And I like to operate underneath the radar, right? I like, I mean, I've got consistent direct mail going out. I've got consistent outbound uh, calling and texting going out along with like with Google, I've got three different company names all owned by my company. And so we like compete with each other in the same market, right? So I'll have, if somebody says buy my house or sell my house fast, well, there's three names that come up in the Google search. I happen just to be all three on the first page, <laughs> right? In my small market. So Dan Kennedy is the most brilliant marketer that I know on the planet. I've been following Dan Kennedy now for probably 17 years or so. And Dan Kennedy says, you know, you want to be a big fish in a small bowl or you want to be a small fish in a big bowl. And I say, dominate your small bowl market. Nice. Very interesting advice. And I'm curious to know, uh, you know, what kind of results do you get from this old school approach? So, you know, actually sending mail, uh, you know, how, how, what type of return do you usually see on that? Can you believe the post office is still open? No. <laughs> the post office is still open. And, you know, everybody a few years ago uh, gravitated to online right? Online marketing on, on the internet. And of course I do it as well, but I've rediscovered the post office within the past year. And I'm getting a response now of about 1%, which is really, really good to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Now I don't buy one out of a hundred. I said, I get a response. So I have to get about 15 responses, right? To the direct mail that's going out. And um, of the 15 that I get, I'm going to buy one. So my average investment to buy a house off a of direct mail that is going to return a profit of $78,000, 
is about a $2,000 investment. I don't know anywhere else you can go and get that kind of return on marketing. Very interesting. All right. Well, Jay, we're going to uh, go and move on to our lightning round questions. But before we do, is there any other morsel of wisdom that you would really like to share with uh, the listeners about, you know, private money? Well, if you're brand new to it, don't go about it on your own. Um, you know, link up with someone that's been doing private money, someone that's been investing. Don't make the mistake that I made. And that was if you're new, um, you know, my first six years, I was out here trying to figure it out by myself. Um, get yourself a mentor and work with somebody who knows what they're doing. Or if you're looking to invest, like, you know, with late capital, I mean, that company right there is already proven, already trustworthy. Do business with somebody that's already got a track record that's proven. Mm -hmm. Always good advice. All right. Okay. Well, Jay, are you ready for our lightning round questions? I'm not sure. <laughs> since, since I have no idea what the questions are, <laughs> but I'll, I'll have fun with it. Hey, look, I don't mind saying I don't know. <laughs> no, no, you're good. These are five questions that I ask every guest on our show. And they're just, uh, you know, kind of more personal based. So, Jay, what's your favorite hobby? Playing the piano and writing and recording music, both kinds. So I write and record piano music. And my wife, Carol Joy, and I, we actually write songs for the church. Oh, that's nice. How lovely. Good. All right. And what is one thing that most people don't know about you? Most people don't know that I actually played the piano for Glenn Campbell, country music star, to sing on Christmas Day in our living room in the home that I grew up in. How in the world did that happen? Well, he happened to be engaged to Kim Woolen at the time. Um, and Kim and I went to high school together. So, yeah, I got to play the piano for Glenn Campbell. That's super cool. Nice small world. All right. Um, okay, now what book are you currently reading or what book would you highly recommend investors should read? 10X is easier than 2X by <laughs> Dr. Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. All right, excellent. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about uh, here on the show is, you know, obviously we're talking a lot about, you know, growing wealth and we're talking about different investment strategies and, you know, how to generate, you know, passive income streams in a number of ways. But the overarching point for all of that is really about living an extraordinary life, a life of quality and contentment and happiness. So what is your advice for people that are building an extraordinary life? Be spiritually grounded. And I'll tell a short little story to answer your question. So how are you going to live a life full of content? I was riding down the road not long ago with a dear friend of mine. And just out of the blue, he said, Jay, when is enough enough? I said, I think I know what you mean by your question, but tell me a little bit more. He says, well, you don't have to be out there doing all that work, Jay. And, and you know, you're traveling the nation. You're teaching people about private money and how you do your business. I mean, how do you reconcile with the apostle Paul in the Bible saying, be content in whatever state you are? I said, I understand your question. I said, here's the answer to when is enough enough? Enough is never enough when it's not about you. Lead with a servant's heart and answer the question and define your purpose. Why are you doing what you're doing? Yep. 
Very good advice. Very good advice. My why drives me every day. All right. Now, last but not least, Jay, where can people find you? Oh, yes. Well, the best way to find me is actually going to my website. And I'd love to give away as my gift. And thank you for having me on the show. This is my new book. It's called Where to Get the Money Now. If you're looking to raise capital very, very quickly and you be in the driver's seat and in control of your business, you can pick up this book for free, a couple of bucks for shipping at jayconner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book. And I'm an E-R, not an O-R. So jayconner, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash book. I'll autograph it and ship it out to you. It's not an e-book. It actually, thank goodness, the post office is open. I will mail it to you. Actually in a priority three-day envelope. <laughs> All right. Well, very gracious of you, Jay. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on the show and sharing some interesting insights. Absolutely. Jeanette, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And for those of you joining us today, thank you so much for your time. Uh, we definitely would like to know more about what you'd like to talk about or hear about. So don't uh, forget to leave us some comments and definitely like, rate, and review the show. Uh, and until then, be bold, be strong, and keep moving forward. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.